I have a question. I have a bunch of questions. Who uh, had some thoughts during the meditation? Don't be shy. All right. Raise your hand if you had some memories. Uh Raise your hand if you had planning. All right. Raise your hands. I didn't have this one. Raise your hand if you had sleepiness. Thank you, some of you. Okay. Raise your hand if you had restlessness. Uh, raise your hand if you had, um, let's see, what else is there? Irritation. Anybody get irritation? Uh-huh. Raise your hand if you had sadness. Some sadness. Uh, raise your hand if you had um, fear. I had fear. Uh, raise your hand. Oh, it's right here. Oh, I didn't even know. Okay, thank you, Laura. Ready to go and everything? Not quite. Um, did I miss anything? Pain. Oh, who had pain? I had a little hip pain. Yeah. What, what else did I miss? Impatience. Raise your hands if you had impatience. Oh, compa- I forgot to ask. Raise your hand if you had peace. <laughs> have all those things and peace too isn't that interesting (laughs) uh compassion uh i had like a little like sweetness like love sweetness thing in part did anybody have that yeah a couple of you okay did i miss anything else this human condition anxiety i think i said anxiety but we can say it again anxiety i had anxiety for sure yeah anything else jim <laughs> Sorry. Emotions come and go, do they not? They come and go. All right, so let's go around the room and uh, just to welcome everybody, say your name and um, let's, let's also just hear where you came from this morning. And since we're not in a circle like normal, this will be maybe a little zigzag and imperfect, higgly piggly, but I think it'll be okay. If it's imperfect, everybody's meditation perfect. It was perfectly itself, right? Couldn't be any different with all its things. So just say your name and where you came from this morning. Laura, San Francisco. Betsy, and I came from Florida. Cindy, I came from Albany. Ellen from San Francisco. Lisa from San Francisco. Rachel from San Rafael. Aaron from Marinwood visiting. In Larkspur. Corey Lagunitas. Leslie Milvalli. Jim Larkspur. Janice Fairfax. Jude Petaluma. Adele San Rafael. Patty Fairfax. Nancy Bellinas. Molly Lee Milvalli. Maria Tiburon. 
Kelly San Anselmo. Carol San Anselmo. Sandra Castro Valley. Jennifer Castro Valley. Moran Mulvalley. Lori Woodacre. Mark Novato. Carl Walnut Creek. America, I live in Fairfax, right over the hill, and I just retired after 30 years of working in technology, and so it's great to be here. And Welcome to you. Friday morning, not at work. Yes. Yeah. Carolina Novato. I'm Laura from San Francisco. Adelina, San Francisco. Kathy San Rafael. Ari from San Rafael. Steve from San Francisco. Don San Anselmo. Uh, Amy Tiburon. Anne Berkeley. Austin from Daly City. I think behind you. Okay. And I'm Bonner from Petaluma. Okay, did we get everybody? I would hate for you to feel left out. I didn't say me. Ashley, Richmond. <laughs> came from Richmond this morning. Okay, so welcome everybody. Uh, so we're a big group today, lots of new people. Did anybody, was anybody here because they were planning to come to the day long that got canceled? Yeah. I'm happy that you're able to be here with us. Um, so, uh, mindfulness of emotions. So, like I said at the beginning of the class, uh, mindfulness. Mindfulness is a quality of attention that is on purpose, non-judgmental, infused with kindness, um, and it's part of the Buddhist path. It's part of the Eightfold Path. is a technique that we can all use uh, all the time. You know, like the Buddha even says, when you go to the bathroom, you can practice mindfulness of going to the bathroom. So mindfulness is a technique that we can use um, all the time, anytime, day or night, to help us cultivate wisdom and compassion. So that we can begin to, uh, I don't know, create the world we want to live in. That we can offer a, a place of respect, that we can cultivate respect for ourselves, for others, so that the mindfulness is a technique that's embedded in a bunch of practices like um, ethics, living ethically and uh, not lying, having our speech be wholesome, uh, different techniques that we can all practice in our daily lives. It's not just if you come on retreat and you can do meditation and then you're going to wake up. The Buddha said, no, that your whole life, that the life that you're given you know, going to work with a family, like the life that you're given is the life that you need to wake up. It's the very life that you need. It, you don't have to necessarily withdraw from your life and go on retreat or become a monastic. If you're interested, go for it. Why not? Life is short. Do what your heart wants you to do. But most of us are lay people here. I think everybody is a lay person here, with the, meaning we have our regular lives. 
And so in our regular lives, stuff comes up and emotions will come and uh, blow through us. Sometimes I think of emotions like weather. It can be like a storm, like the wind is blowing the rain. And then other times it can be a really beautiful day and our emotions are clear. And then other times it's like a lightning storm. And other times we're you know, carried away, right? It's the emotions that come through. Um, this is a point by Donna Faltz. Donna Faltz called Walk Slowly. It only takes a reminder to breathe, a moment to be still. And just like that, something in me settles, softens, makes space for imperfection. The harsh harsh voice of judgment drops to a whisper. And I remember again that life isn't a relay race, that we will all cross the finish line That waking up to life is what we are born for. As many times as I forget, catch myself charging forward without even knowing where I'm going. That many times, I can make the choice to stop, to breathe, walk slowly into the mystery. So I like this point because it speaks about how we can just stop at times and remember so easily we can get carried away by our emotions and forget and um, spill out onto other people, cause harm to ourselves and others. So mindfulness of emotions is a place that we can begin to practice with, to begin to place our attention so that we can act with more skill, act with more kindness, act with more presence. As a way to, as somebody said at the beginning of class, to neither um, completely um, be carried away or indulge our emotions, yet at the same time to have a place for them, to to have a place for them in our bodies. So I think this is one very, very important part of the practice of mindfulness of emotions. It's to remember that we're talking about uh, the middle path. Buddhism gets talked about as the middle path. So um, how it shows up with emotions that we're neither completely giving in to them, indulging, nor are we repressing them making them go away, denying them. So the whole point of, of mindfulness practice is not to become a sort of uh, dull, Ottoman, emotionless person, nor sometimes if we hear the instructions around uh, mindfulness emotion, we think we have to like dig in and really feel everything, feel it to its maximum. Nor is it that. It's neither indulging the emotion, nor is it denying it. And this is a very fine dance that we play all the time that we can have different tools to help us work with our emotions because at different times we're going to be either denying them, repressing them, or um, indulging in them. So some of us, uh, I would include me in this group of people, I tend to rather indulge my emotion. I can really be uh, some hyperbole with my emotion and get really into it and feel it and I can get swept away and it's all so dramatic. And so for me, sometimes it's very skillful and helpful 
if I find that happening, to just know that that's happening and kind of actually be a parent to myself, like, okay, like, put that down, like, like create a little boundary for myself, right? A little safety. So yesterday, um, I was uh, going on a hike with my husband and I started to worry. It was so funny because we were talking about mindfulness of emotion in general because I knew I was going to talk about it today and he always helps me with my talks. And um, I started talking about some of my worries and we watched both of us, and it helped that he was being mindful too, just watch me start getting really anxious and worried because I tend to be a little anxious and worried about like, oh, what's going to happen and my injury and my body, right? And, and what really helped then for me was just be like, okay, Ashley, this, I don't want to go down this path. I want to be on this hike and enjoy the rainy day. I got mud all up my legs, right? Like, like I, 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 I chose then to just like create a little adult boundary around it. Like, let's put that down for now. So then um, in the middle of the night, y'all are going to think I'm super anxious, which I am at times. So in the middle of the night last night, I woke up and I had a little worry again, a little anxiety. And um, that technique didn't work. That like, just be adult, put it aside. It didn't work in the middle of the night. So I needed a different technique. I needed to actually uh, let the emotion flow through and feel and be felt. Does that make sense? Like sometimes... Um, sometimes we, like, we can choose different techniques about what, how to work with them. So my husband, he tends to be uh, one of those people that doesn't really acknowledge or feel his anger. So for him, it would be skillful, actually, to let that come sometimes and so that he can uh, learn the great lessons and the great strengths. Because sometimes anger can actually be very clear and cutting there's a Tibetan Buddhist, the uh, deity archetype of Manjushri, this like sword, right? Like this, sometimes we need to take this sort of clear cutting sword. And so our emotions actually um, can serve us. They can serve us. But in the middle of the night, um, like when it comes up, then how do, we, how do we skillfully work with it? So last week, somebody asked, for this technique. There's a technique called RAIN. It's an acronym of working with our emotions. And it's raining today, so it's perfect. RAIN, the first one, is to recognize that there is emotion present. I don't know if this happens to you, but it can happen to me sometimes where I don't even realize that there is the emotion there. So the first step of mindfulness of emotions is to recognize that the emotion is there. It can be very helpful for us to name the emotion. Um, if you're meditating and the mind maybe is uh, spinning on a story about something that happened at work, and this person did that, and I did that, and that shouldn't have happened. Anybody have this happen before in your life? It can be very helpful to recognize that there's an emotion feeding that story. And it might be anger. It might be some sense of fear. I don't know. You'd have to look for yourself and recognize that there's an emotion. So that's the first on this technique of RAIN. Recognize that there's something going on. And it can be helpful to name it, to just say like, oh, this is happening. Often that can be enough. Like that was on my hike. Like, oh, 
this is, this is anxiety and worry, and then poof, it's just gone. Like, just recognize that the emotion is there. So R. And the second is A, allow. Allow it to be there. Don't argue with your emotions. They, are, they know what they're doing. They're there for a reason. Emotions arise due to different causes and conditions. So often we have uh, an idea of how we, we, how we should be, and so uh, we don't allow that particular emotion to be there. So you might have an idea, perhaps, that you should never, ever be angry. If you were to be a good Buddhist, you would never be angry. And I hate to tell you that anger comes with this body, and we are in our practice working with our anger to eventually... Um, to eventually learn from it and transform it, but uh, we allow it to be there. So remember, we're not repressing our emotions. So this is a, 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 this A piece, allow that it's there. Allow that there's some lesson there for you, maybe, or allow the emotion to be there. So like in the middle of the night when I wake up with insomnia, um, I needed that allow. I needed that allow, like, okay, insomnia and anxiety is here. Like, I have to allow it to be here. I hate it. I don't want it to be there. But to allow it to be there. Because if we're pushing it away, it can't transform. There's a saying in our culture, what we, what we resist persists. You've heard this, right? So when we allow the emotion, we can allow it to be felt, and it goes. Because everything is impermanent. Everything is going. The other thing that's interesting about emotion is a lot of times it feels like unbearable. Like, oh, I just cannot have this emotion. It is, does that happen to other people? Like, it just feels so scary. And it's actually an emotion that will come through that's got body stuff. Maybe body sensation. Maybe it has a mental story. But we just allow it to be there. It can, it can change. It can transform and, and move through us. I think it's interesting about emotions how sometimes they seem like it's like the worst thing that could ever happen to have that emotion. But it's actually just an emotion. That is the human experience. <laughs> Everybody here, if I say, do you know what worry is? We all know what worry is. We all know what fear is. We all know what anger is. We all know what peace is. We all know what joy is. It's a human experience. So we allow that. Okay, so R, recognize that there's an emotion. You might name it. A, allow it to be there. I, investigate. Investigate. So this one I think is interesting and I wouldn't mind actually hearing for some, because I know some of you know this teaching quite well, um, how you all investigate emotion. So sometimes if I have a bunch of worries, I'll investigate like this. Okay, say that thing I'm worried about. Say it happened. And it happened. I would deal with it, right? So that's one level of investigation. Generally, this I, this investigation is spoken of as uh, feel it in your body. How does it feel in your body? So to understand, investigate it not like, um, 
So if you have a story about something that happened that's making you angry, instead of investigating what the other person did to make you angry, it's an investigation of anger itself. How does anger manifest? Do you feel it right there in your shoulder? Do you feel it in your belly? Does it shift and change? Like this level of investigation. So it's not about the content, but it's about the process of emotion. Does it change? Is it always the same? So this investigation. Um, anybody do investigation any different? Patty, do you do it any differently? That's how you do it? Have any other different way they do investigation if you've worked? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's a great question. What do you need? What are you, what are you trying to tell me? Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah, I've always done it like with a noise. Huh? We're all trying to be curious. Like, ah, uh, right. I'm just trying to feel if it's a direct. Right. So investigation, curiosity, it's a similar, but I like how that word resonates for you, but it's not rack. It's right. Right. But you could definitely use the word be curious about it. It's like this sort of mindfulness has embedded in it a quality of curiosity um, or interest. If uh, I think that's we don't hear about that part of mindfulness so much, but it is it does have like this quality of interest. You think about mindfulness as intimacy with whatever is happening. If you're intimate with someone, you're actually engaged. And like, I would be, if I'm intimate with Amy, I would be curious about her too. Interested. Anybody else have an eye technique that they really like? Yeah. 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 Right. So this this friendliness, and you said pet, it needs to be pet. So um, I wanted to come back to this at the end because I forgot to mention at the beginning, but it's if you get anything from today's talk, remember that this whole thing needs, I will even say, huge dose of uh, compassion, friendliness, empathy. We cannot work with our emotions without this. I will, I will be so bold as to say that we can't. We need a sense of, fre- however that works for you, a sense of like friendliness, empathy, uh, like you've got your own back. So uh, if there's an unwanted emotion, if we're really judging ourselves for it, it's impossible. It gets tied up in this big knot and it's really hard to untie it and to let it flow through and let it teach us what we might need. So this kind of, like, what do you need, sweetheart, or it's okay. Like, especially with the difficult emotions, we really need some support of self, self-care and self-respect, the whole thing. Super important. Highlight that. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay. So R is... Okay. A, I, N, 
N is non-identify. I think this one, for me, is a big key to it and also the trickiest one to understand. So when we are identified with emotion, we take it, we take birth or we take identity as that emotion. I'm the anxious person or I'm the angry person or I'm the depressed person. We've enmeshed. We've done that thing where I said at the beginning I was talking about we're neither um, completely indulging nor completely repressing. This identification is a, a, a complete uh, identifying, this, this enmeshing with the emotion, right? So we understand with this end step that emotions are not who we are. They're not under your control. Anybody here, can you control your emotions all the time? No, right? Come and they go. They are nature. They're like a storm. It comes and goes. It's like the weather. It's nature. It's not identify this sense of, of seeing that it's not who you are. Who you are is bigger and more mysterious and beautiful. And the emotion is like a visitor. It comes and goes. So the emotion is not who you are. So we're um, not identifying with it. So I would say in my example of being on the hike and, and uh, having some worry come up and that sense of being able to just be like, okay, Ashley, like enough and drop it, there was no identification there. Whereas in the middle of the night when the anxiety came, I was enmeshed with it. There was a sense of I'm, I'm this and then I get worried about being worried and then I get worried about being worried about not sleeping and then I think it's all my own fault because I know that if I could just be not worried about being worried, yeah, I've become identified, right? Like I've enmeshed into that emotion. So this non-identify. So um, I think quite maybe like a month ago or a few weeks ago, I was talking about um, very briefly after you all meditated, some of you might have been here, I was talking about how sometimes restlessness can come in meditation, and instead of just sitting and like, oh, I'm going to breathe the restlessness away, I talked about just letting yourself be restless and like do this thing, you know, like this thing that can happen in meditation, and then you adjust yourself, and then you itch, like this kind of restlessness, Right? So sometimes with this non-identify, we can let it come and we observe it. And it's just like, wow, that's really restless. It's like happening. It's really happening. But I'm not stuck in it. I'm obser- There's like some non-identify. There's some ability to just see it as restlessness and let it play out. And then it goes away. Right? Rather than the kind of, I'm not going to be restless, I'm going to breathe through this, like, come on, come on, you can do it, Ashley, come on. Oh, right? Like, right? Just like emotions, they come, and the non identify is just to let it be. Kind of just, we observe it, we step aside a bit. So, I have a question um, who has other ways to do this end thing? So, those are ways I do the end thing, but I'm wondering, those of you who have worked with it, if there's any other, yeah.
Um, yeah, I was just saying that I've done like this Tibetan style of meditation where you um, visualize all the enlightened people or beings. Or meant to whatever my emotional state is and then right it's a way of um, loosening that somebody told me a story on Monday he's a yoga student of mine and he said he had this huge thing for him that he was totally obsessing about uh, at work a work thing that happened for him and he thought he thought, oh, he thought, oh, I bet an enlightened, this is why I'm remembering the story. He's like, I bet an enlightened yogi would just be able to let this go. And he said he was able to just let it go. Just like that. He just had the thought like, oh, I could be like an enlightened yogi and it just let go. And it just went. And he had, he was like smiling as he told the story because it had been tormenting him. Like we can get tormented from our emotions. And that sense of just being able to let go. And other times it doesn't, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like in the middle of the night, like we need different skills for different times. Because sometimes being like just like it just doesn't happen. So then what are other things like this rain technique to feel it or to look, to investigate, to look under and see what's going on? Um, Anybody else have ends and tips? Yeah, Patty, here, let's give you the mic. I always heard the end is not self. Uh, you know, don't don't take it personally. Don't think it's happening yeah. to me because there's something about me that attracted it or something about yeah. me that uniquely... Yeah. So yeah. I like to think of the other people who are experiencing the same emotion at the same time, uh-huh. and I send them loving kindness. Oh, that's I realize beautiful. I'm never the only one feeling it when I'm feeling it. There must be millions of people around the world feeling this right now. Yeah. I feel like I have company. Yeah, beautiful. That's a good end. That's a good end. Anybody else? Pass the mic all the way down. Um, especially with the anxiety in the in the early morning, I find that I have to set a boundary around it so I can work with rain for a certain amount of time, and then I have to actually get up off my back. Uh-huh. And do something, some kundalini yoga or the dishes or the dogs, something because um, yeah, I, I have to set a boundary at yeah. the amount of time I'm actually going to be working there with it and give myself permission. Sometimes I just can't free myself from yeah. the non identification unless it's through some it's action. else. Yeah. yeah, I think that, and I think that speaks to a really good point. Um, I did a long meditation retreat once, and um, this this uh, self doubt came, and this whole technique of of uh, really investigating and feeling it. I didn't understand. I didn't understand that I needed to actually turn the channel, 
Like there's a way sometimes rain gets talked about like we're just going to feel it, but that's actually an indulging. It's not like I was consciously indulging, but, I, but we can get really stuck and we think with the rain, like investigate and feel in the body, like we think, but there's this, we, we don't, we'll miss that there's an identification happening. So it can be skillful to turn the channel And yet, sometimes there are emotions that we always turn the channel and never feel. So this is the tricky thing about them, so that we need to actually feel those. Or maybe, like, my husband has the opposite pattern of never getting stuck in emotions per se, right? So this is how, like, we we navigate through. You think about, um, it's like we're on a boat, and we're, like, navigating, and and, and you just are always correcting, the wise effort is always correcting, and sometimes like a big wave, and you have to turn a little more to get back on track. Yeah. So thank you. That's that's important to note. Any other tips? Emotion working with emotion tips. Yeah, Nancy. Let's pass the mic all the way back. This just came to mind from a retreat I was on a long time ago and kind of topic was occurring uh-huh. and not alone for uh-huh. the end not alone oh and They're sitting there behind me, and they're giving me loving kindness. So if anything, remember what you remember today is empathy, kindness, and compassion working in this thing. Okay, and then the other thing we have rain, recognize, allow, not self or non identify. I think those are both good ways. Your attention, do we have announcements? (laughs) One of the two of you, I'm looking right there, you're right behind each other. (laughs) Do you want Patty? Oh, yeah, the mic is right there. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming. Um, You know, some weeks we will end up being upstairs. So just so you know, it's a smaller room, but I know. But we'll we'll make do. And then um, I think that's all my announcements. So let's officially close. Just take a moment. Mm -hmm. Not alone. We all have this human condition. So may you be safe and protected from both inner and outer harm. May you be as healthy as possible in both your body and your heart and your mind, all three.
May you be held in a great ocean of compassion. Are there any blessings from this time together, any wisdom or compassion or ease arising? Let's offer that out into the world. May all beings everywhere, may all beings, beings of the earth, beings of the air, and beings of the water, may they all know peace and the causes of peace. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.